A real bodice ripper contains explicit, salacious, delicious, not safe for work content. Isn't that great? But no, seriously, listener discretion is advised. A real bodice ripper. 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 Previously on A Real Bodice Ripper. It's a duology that we're talking about today. Yes, it is called The Devil and The Devil's Advocate, and they are part of The Devil's Playground Duet by Ashley Jade. And now, back to The Devil's Playground Duology and the second book, The Devil's Advocate. Anyway, the point is, it's bad. So that's how this, it leads into that second book, and at this point, dear listener, I bet you already know that the thing that's going to get taken away from Cain is Eden. Oh, is it Eden? It's Eden. And guess who's taking Eden away? Is it Damien? It's Damien, man. <laughs> Damien's coming in hot. He is like, oh, you have this sweet, sweet mistress? She's mine. She is mine. Now, I'm going to take the things you love from I'm you. I'm going to take everything you love because you're a lie. You're a lie masquerading as a person. And <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes. And like he, you know, at this point in present day, Kane's running for mayor or something. Mm-hmm. Like fucking of Can what? We a talk- small town? Ew. Like, so, okay. Black Hollows, which is just the most <laughs> hilarious Name for a town to I don't know why I find it so funny, it's but like I Stars it, Hollow. Yeah, like Stars Hollow, yeah. but Black Hollow. Um th- their mayoral election is so pretentious. Like they have all they have all these events around it. It's and like I'm like, a, who does this for a mayoral like, election? It's it's the, the the cheese is like gossip girl season one. It's like it is thick. It's thick Velveeta. It's dangerously cheesy. Mm, I love Velveeta. Yes. Mm, yes. Shells and sauce. Mm. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I never eat it anymore, but ooh, do I love it. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, there's this big mayoral election. And so part of it, aside from taking Eden, it's also just kind of destroying his aspirations. He wants... Okay, so, like, what... We soon find out is that Damien has come back to town. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. He's he's back and he's coming back with a vengeance. He's gonna take Eden and he's also gonna run for mayor. Um, the other guy who was running against Kane for mayor has a terminal illness. It's very sad. Yeah. And but Damien, in his own way, is like, listen. Oh. Yeah, as much as I love him, this was also very twisted. Yeah, this was twisted. He was like, he went to the guy, the other, uh, you know, candidate, and was like, listen, you're dying. You don't really have a lot going for you. Um, If you let me take over, um, then, you know, I'll basically make sure your family's set up. Yeah, and not just if you'll let me take over. It's not like, oh, I'll come and I will take your space in the race. No, in order for him to take his place in the race... 
He has to kill himself, or he has to yes. die. Yes, it's, it's, it's dark. Like, he can't just say, okay, just kidding, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sick. I'm going to let Damien take over. He has to be physically dead. Physically dead. Out of off. So, like, he, Damien puts him in a position where he's like, listen, you know this is going to happen anyway. You're terminal. Why are you even running? And the way, the reason he's running is because he knows Kane's a shitlord, and he's like, yeah. I want to fight against this shitlord person. And it's not looking good for his campaign, honestly. So let me put it this way. Damien ends up being in that position. He ends up getting that position, okay? And, and the old mayor's family lives very comfortably taken care of. A pre, one of the reasons they were going to not be in a good place is because of all of the money that had to go to medical debt. Uh, P.S. Medicare for all. Um <laughs> Yes. You know, maybe if no, we had a, that, we wouldn't have a, cancer patients' families living in squalor. It's almost like it fits. It's like a representation of what we're going through. Because <laughs> what health insurance is not health care. <laughs> no, it is not. It is no, it's not. the worst. Um, uh, but anyways, okay, yes. Let me move, let me move, let <laughs> Moving me move on. this. Like, Moving uh, on. Less politically. I don't know what this is. This is like uh, our little uh, soapbox. Our soapbox. Move, okay, move that to the side. <laughs> move that over there. Um, anyways, um, yes. So, yes. Uh, and this happens the night of the party where some other exciting things happen. Yeah. Yeah. We have Eden. Boom. Walking in on Kane and his new girly girl. and Margaret Bexley, the governor's daughter. Who gives... Terrible head, by the way. Like she, she kind of looks like she's—I forgot how they describe it—but she's not. It's it's clinical. It's not yeah, sensual. Not sensual. Just kind of doing it, and he's like not pleased about the head that he's signed up for. But you know, the, his ends for the means. My favorite though is that while he's doing it, and when she walks in and sees them, he puts his hand on the back of her head, and she says. Don't treat me like a hurricane. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't treat so... me like a hurricane. I mean, she I knows mean, what she likes sexually, so good, good for, for her, her standing up for her boundaries. But it's just so funny knowing what we know about Kane and the fact that he's like totally a heathen, you know, mm-hmm. totally a deviant, and he's just like, come on. But like, this is what he signed up for because he he wants to be the governor. He wants he to be the president. He has an image to uphold. Yes. So he has to get bad head. (laughs) Anyways, Eden kind of walks in on this. They kind of have a little tiff. Everyone, it's a masquerade ball, so they're all in masks, which creates some extra fun. Sexy. Sexy fun. (laughs) I do love a good masquerade. I do. (laughs) More masquerades, thank you. We get two masquerades in this book. Yes, we do, because it's the same masquerade twice. Yes, <laughs> they have a second one. Um, but anyways, um, so she kind of walks in that, and that, like, breaks her heart. And so kind of she runs off, um, but she doesn't run downstairs back to the party. She kind of runs off onto this balcony that's off of this uh, oh, yeah. second floor. This is where it's going to get sexy. And that is where Damien finds her. Yes, that's right. Damien finds her. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> we won't 
laughing. <laughs> I really hope that like lip smack from both of us comes through. <laughs> that- Dude. So Damien, it's, what's really delicious is like at this point you're on Damien's side, okay? You As are. As the reader, you're well, like, you just saw Kane go off the fucking handle, flying off the handle, murder. and murder three people. <laughs> murder three people, not okay. I mean, like one person's not okay, no. but three people, That's innocent people. Yeah. So we're like, you're on Damien's side, and watching him de- like orchestrate this delicious scene where he gets to watch. Unfortunately, poor sweet Eden realized that Kane's a shitlord. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, now you're mine. I mean, yes. there's some dark, twisted pleasure in that. Because you're like, yes, because you want her to understand that, that this that is, there's is more. the worst. And there's more out there. There's more out there than Kane. Yes. And, oh, my goodness. So, like, this sex scene on the balcony is interesting. Uh, because, I mean, it's very good, uh, but he is definitely like danging, dangling her over the balcony. Oh, it's dark. For part of it, so, like, like he's going to drop her to her death. There are some romance novels out there that are, <laughs> are cinnamon roll romances. Like they are sweet and wholesome and good and kind oh, that of is like slightly spicy. This, you know, Ashley Jade in these books, they're a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. touches on some darker aspects, like the fact that like, Damien's not fucking around. And nope. so Eden, full full understanding, is kind of like, fuck you. How dare you? I'm not going along with this plan. And he's just like, well, fine. Then he dangles her off the fucking balcony. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, okay. And is that ethically correct? No. no. Is that okay? No. And it, But it's like. Was it's, the scene still delicious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to point out. Still delicious. <laughs> so Rachel had fun with this book. So, so like the point is that like they end up doing it. Yeah, and it's and it's, it's great. It's great because she is she is enjoying it. She, she is. is. She's not. She's not like I don't want this. She's like well, yes. I am enjoying this. So prior to him really putting himself inside her, um, <laughs> he kind of really presses into the, like, he's marrying this other woman. Yes. He doesn't want you. And so she gets to this point where she wants a revenge fuck. Yes. She's like, she wants someone else to take her the way that Kane won't. Yes, exactly. So she's and very consenting when he yeah. does. Like, Damien at this point is kind of like the truth bringer. That's his, like, WWE wrestler name. He's (laughs) the the truth bringer. And he's like, and he's like, he's probably down there with his wife, his his future wife who's going to have his babies Mm. and who's going to fucking love him. And you're going to be this little person kept in the shadows. Is that what you want? And she's just like, no. And then she's like, hate fucking him. Um, I do love a transformative fuck. So she's like, hey, fine. And so she's like into it. But guess what happens? This is her first time. It is. It is her first time. Um, Guess what happens during this, though? What happens? Does someone see them? Similar to book one. (laughs) (laughs) Parallels. Where he stumbles upon Damien fucking his girlfriend Kane stumbles back because he's figured out, okay, he's fixed the Margaret situation, and he's like, 
what's happening here? Uh-oh, these two hot people are fucking on a balcony? I'm going to peer and, and spy on them. Kane is a voyeur. He's a voyeur. He really enjoys when he sees some people getting it on, he want, he instantly pulls out his cock to give it a good <laughs> yank. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he enjoys himself. Um, so he is... Really into it until he realizes who's getting fucked. Who is getting fucked? It's his Eden, his precious sweet and original who's Eden. Fucking him, Damien King. King. Damien King, everybody. <laughs> the man you'll never be. And this is the beginning of his undoing. Yes, and Damien knows this. Like Damien's like. Ding, ding. He's like plucking the strings so beautifully throughout this entire book because he's he's out for revenge and he's not taste he's not stopping until he's tasted sweet blood. He tied the balcony doors closed so Kane couldn't get out and like he knew he knew that Kane would find them. And he wanted them. He to be sees found. him there and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and Eden has no idea. She's just enjoying her little hate fuck that's going on. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is a it's a great scene. Um, lots of character development happening here. And I think what also kind of gets established here is that, like, you know, at this point, she has amazing sex and she there's a draw there she's like it feels very natural it feels very easy Mm -hmm. um and that's probably because eden this person actually wants you and is not afraid to be like this is who i am this is who i want and i'm gonna get it well and i think the other thing about damien is he really values his partner's pleasure whereas kane wants his partners to be the thing that pleasures him it's all about Kane's pleasure. Damien always is into his partner's pleasure. He was like that way with Kane. He was like that way with the teacher. He's always like, we are all getting things out of this. Like, he we're all choosing to do this his, for a reason. Yes. He gets off on his partner's pleasure. And like I said, we stand a king. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yes. <laughs> so anyway, the point is that, like, she wakes up the next day in Damien's house. She's... This is, what, this is where we get into the Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, let's also mention she wakes up having been drugged. At some point, yes. he definitely, like, Well, because Kane came drugged through. Her. Kane came through. Damien realized Kane was there. And I don't know what happened, but he, like, he drugged her. I don't know is how he drugged okay? her. I, I know. I'm like, did he, like. Did he have. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're putting a shot in me. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's like, not okay. That's not, not okay. Damien. Don't Damien. Drug people. <laughs> no, no, straight up, like full stop. That's like Don't. not okay. No. But like, so anyway, she wakes up and this is Romance Landia, okay? So she wakes up <laughs> in fucking Damien's house and he's just like, guess what? Hey. And then he fingers her. Um, she enjoys it. <laughs> she gets fingered a lot. She does. He does not hold back. He's having his way with her. Rachel enjoyed herself. I enjoyed <laughs> myself to this point. <laughs> so anyway, the point is that like, He's like, hey, guess what? We're going to go to a funeral soon. Guess what? It's the funeral of the guy that killed himself so so that I can run for mayor. Oh, also, guess what? You're now my fiancé. Wear this ring. Yeah, I guess what? You're also my fiancé. You have to be cooperative with me. I mean, it's a lot of, like, quote-unquote coercion. Yes. If that's your bag, you're going to be very happy. I mean, I do. Book. It's like a modern day highwayman, a modern day highwayman tale where the, like the highman, high, no, I the can't, highman, I can't 
TikTok. The highwayman, like, kidnaps, you know, the girl, and then they fall in love. But the kidnapping definitely happened first. Um, that's this. Yeah. 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 This is kind of like a Stockholm Syndrome type situation. But but in, in, in the sense that, like, you have so much background with Damien that you already have an allegiance with him. You do. As a reader, you're kind of like... He's he got her, good. but he's good because he knows that Kane is a fucking sociopath. He's and he's got to, saving her, really. Yes, I will say that, like throughout the second book, you know, obviously Damien's essentially got Eden in his possession. He's like, "You're my fiance now," blah blah. But he's encouraging her. He empower. He does empower. He'll be like. They'll be walking into an event, and she's looking down because again, you remember she has some agoraphobia, and he's like, "Look up and make all of these people eat shit." Yeah, he he believes in her. He's like, he "You a have cheerleader." He is like, "You have no reason to hide your fucking face. You are better than them." He's never questioning her, so it's just like one of those things where, like, you see from the beginning, like Damien actually really is rooting for her. Mm-hmm. So. That's what's happening. Of course, Kane gets wind of one, that they are engaged, mm-hmm. and two, that fucking Damien King is running for mayor against him. No, he doesn't know yet. Well, I know he doesn't know yet, but it does come to it does eventually. The funeral, or at the No, it's after the funeral. Release. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit later. First, I will say, so this is a big transformational moment in the book, is they do go to the funeral, mm-hmm. and she's very uneasy still, like she doesn't have a reason to trust Damien. She doesn't know him. She doesn't know him. She still loves Kate, even though she like saw him with his new fiance, even though he's even kind of laid out with her for her that he's using her, that he is never going to be with her. She still believes he loves her and hasn't quite let go of that yet. So at the funeral, she goes to the bathroom and who pops in after her? Kane Carter. Oh, stepdaddy Kane. And of course, he his main thing is that he has noticed that something of his possession has been taken from him. And that's not okay. That is not okay. So he is like, I'm going to take it back. Unfortunately, it's like she is consenting, but it's just like gross sex. Oh my goodness. It's kind of a gross exchange. Yeah, so... Like, he's very forceful with his kisses. He's very forcefully fingering her. And she's like, I don't, like, I don't want this in this situation. I don't like the way this feels. Well, and she even kind of tries to Kane's tell him to stop. So the, the chapter is written from Kane's perspective. So was it's, this scene? I believe so. That it was I written from we Kane's perspective. Her, maybe I just felt her she, well, so badly. Her, well, yes, you might have, which is fair. But, like, I think there is some perspective from her, but, like, the actual scene where she's being fingered is from his perspective because mm-hmm. I remember him saying things like, she's going to have to understand who she belongs to or something like yeah. that. It's, it's his true freaking sociopathic narcissistic flag flies hard in the second book. So, yeah, he is like, I'm doing this so she can understand, like, that it's not okay to fuck the enemy. No. Because he knows at this point she's fucked the enemy. Yep. And, yeah, so you just, like, ultimately kind of feel gross at the end of this. Yeah. And I feel like it was really important for her to have that moment. Mm, Yeah, because she kind of realizes, like, oh. He's not caring about me. No, he doesn't care about me. This This feels weird. 
And then Damien does kind of come in and, like, swoop her. Yeah, like, after she kind of comes out, he takes her away. Like, there's a couple different bathroom scenes. Yeah, there is. And at this point, like, Kane still believes that Eden is on his side. And at this point, Eden is on his side. She's like, okay, I'll tell you what you want to know. And he's like, you'll be my spy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, because she believes Damien is the enemy still. But there's a a kernel of doubt there where she's like, yeah. "Mm -hmm." And so so I do think, like, she kind of leaves that and goes back with him with the intention of, oh, I'm going to spy for Kane. What is it that brings them around? Something brings her around. Sorry. So, like, there's just so many scenes where they go to a party or an event. Mm -hmm. She has an, like, interlude with Kane. And then, like, they go back and have bonding times. Um, So a lot of that goes on. (laughs) It does. But I think what's important here is that fundamentally what she starts noticing is kind of what you're talking about, Rachel, is that, like, Damien, even though he's a rough, around-the-edges kind of man, he values her autonomy, and Mm -hmm. he values her identity, and he values her pleasure. And that is explored very... Very deeply. Deeply. And it's amazing... Um, and there's even some, like, threesome scenes where he's, oh, like... Because, yeah. like, Damien's not a fucking insecure man. He, oh, no. He's, like, if you want to have fun with somebody else, he's just, like, I got you. Because, yes. like, I'm not at all threatened. Yeah. Because I know that I can pleasure you and he can pleasure you and, and you deserve pleasure. That is incredibly sexy. That confident guy. High five. <laughs> High fucking five. <laughs> that confident guy that's, like... Hey, I want to set up a threesome for us. Yes. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then feeling like the center of attention in that situation, it's really fun. So appreciate <laughs> Damien and how important Rachel, this is. <laughs> Listeners, I feel like you know me so, so intimately. Do they? <laughs> I feel like you feel the very intimate with the listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners, but I highly recommend a threesome. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I I recommend a threesome where you're the star. You're the star. And whether I, you're a guy, whether you're a girl, the one where you're the star. I, recommended. I absolutely. That's great. Sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, no. Um, there's just a lot of growth for Damien and Eden where they kind of become allies. Mm-hmm. And she starts to slowly realize that like, um, you know, Kane's not all that glitters is not gold. No. And Kane is full of shit. Yep. Um, and I okay. Oh, I know what the turning moment was. Thank okay. you. Sorry. So they get back from this thing. She's still like, now I'm gonna kind of she's in the mindset of I'm spying for Kane. So she is trying to like kind of talk to Damien, be like, figure out what he's up to. And they're down in his basement office where his fish are, because <laughs> he has his fish there. And he just like plops this huge ass file on the desk. And this is the file of her mental health history. Mm. Everything that kind of happened, the history with her when she was younger, after the things happened with the teacher. And there's a lot of it where you it's like heartbreaking because it talks about how the school counselor like or whatever therapist met with her 
and said, okay, this is a problem. I took this to the mother of the patient and then the mothers refused to bring them back. Yeah. It was like three different occurrences of, I brought up, we should work on this. And the mother said, oh no, I'm finding help elsewhere. And as we know, she was not getting any support or help from her mother elsewhere. So it was really heartbreaking because it was like all situations of how she could have gotten, been loved and cared for by a parent and wasn't. And so then the final part of it, it wasn't a file from a therapist. It was a recording Mm -hmm. of Damien threatening her current therapist to tell him what was going on where the therapist admits like, She's actually could be getting better, but I've been paid by Kane mm. to make mm. her more agoraphobic oh, to shit. enhance that she is reliant upon Kane. And like he even lays out the ways in which he's made her more reliant on him. So like anytime uh. she would suggest like maybe I could go shopping, he would discourage her for it. But then, like, they would do something like they would walk out to go get the mail, and then he would, like, bring up, like, oh, yeah, this is because Cain was here to help you. So it made her feel like she was making progress when she wasn't, and make her believe that any progress she made was due to Cain's support and love and care, and that Cain had the best interest at heart. So all this time, she had been... Oh, and also it laid out the fact that she had been drugged up by her mother up the wazoo. Like, super drugged up. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is not how therapy works. <laughs> this is not how therapy General works, General disclaimer, this is not how therapy works. Therapists uh, do not operate in this way. <laughs> they do not operate this way. This is completely illegal. <laughs> completely illegal. And no therapist worth their salt would ever, or a psychiatrist, psychologist would ever risk their precious licensure or their client's livelihood in this way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Um, so that is what, like, I do feel like after this point, even though there are small moments of doubt, pretty much from here on out, Eden is on Damien's side. She yes. realizes how she'd been used how she had been manipulated, and she is now on full team destroy Kane. Destroy Kane. Yes. <laughs> we have a cat here with us. She's destroy Kane. I'm also destroy Kane team, so. Yes, it's a good team to be on. Um, so, from here on out, there's a few different things. There's like, they have to go to a fundraiser. They also have to go to a um, debate, but I feel like a lot of this is just an excuse to create more time for sex to be happening between <laughs> Damien and Eden so that they can well, go from a point of just being like allies to actually caring about each other. That is true. We need this time for this Stockholm Syndrome to take effect. We need it. Um, And I will say, so (laughs) there was the one scene where there was going to be a debate. And I really... Because, again, they're running for mayor. Yes. Yes. And so at this debate, before the debate happens, 15 minutes prior, they say that the two opponents have to be, like, locked in a room alone to, like, clear their mind. So we have Kane and Damien get locked in this room before the debate. And... 
like there's this power play scene that happens where Damien is the one in power and Kane is like really like in the mindset of like I need to show him that I'm submissive to him so that he'll fuck off so that he thinks he's in control and everything's okay to where Damien like gets Kane to get down on his knees and put um he gets Kane to get down and to put Damien's cock in his mouth (laughs) (laughs) you know and like as this is happening it's all very healthy it's very healthy and Damien's like haha I'm winning but you know what I don't want that I'm going to destroy you, and I'll never want to see you again, but I just want you to know that I have the power. And then he notices a blonde thing run away, and he's like, and that was Eden. And this is a big turning point for Damien, where he's like, he really does care about Eden. She's no Mm -hmm. longer just a part of this plan. He's come to care for her. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so he's not a pawn anymore. She's not a pawn. And so he runs after her and they have a very enjoyable sex scene. But it's really funny to me because it's like, oh, you're supposed to be having a debate in 15 minutes. And so he does this whole power play thing with Kane, goes running after Eden. And not only do they have sex, but they do a lot of like bonding and talking about things where he's like pouring out things about his history to her. And and I'm like and then they kind of cut after that scene and then move on so you never see them get back to the debate. And I was like, did he miss what? the debate? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, you know, like, you saw those scenes in the movies where, like, and five, and four, and three, and t- where's where's Damien King? Damien King. Damien King. Damien King. Damien? I, I think he's bonding with his child bride in the other room. Oh no, no, God. she's legal now. She's 18. She's 18, she's legal, and she's very good at sex. Uh, <laughs> she knows what she wants. But, like, the point is that, like, yeah, he's, you know, I can understand that. You're like, did he make it to that debate? But I don't know. But it the point laugh. is, that changed everything. It changed everything. They're now completely aligned. They are in love. They're in love. They are in love. Yeah. And um, they're out to get motherfucking Kane, which I am <laughs> here for. Yes. <laughs> so at this point in the book, dear listener, I was like wanting, I wanted Kane to be barbecued. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want him down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then there's some other fun things that happen. Kane decides like he can't risk losing to Damien so he needs to neutralize him in some way Mm -hmm. so he goes to his old pal who used to be Detective Trejo but is now Chief Trejo of the police and it turns out that they have had some fun times playing with each other. Oh. Um, I mean, of course, Kane is totally not interested in men in any way. Um, of but course he'll not. definitely play with them if he can get something out of it. So he has Trejo come into his office and like first goes down on him and then like takes him like lets Trejo Anally penetrate him. Wow, say. you make it sound so <laughs> so clinical. I don't, they have butt sex, <laughs> um, and it's not sexy. It's not like good butt sex. You it's know, like clearly it's clearly strategic. It's strategic. 
No one has feelings for each other. They're doing it clearly for the sensation. Um, Which is okay. Oh, totally good. But who's hiding in nearby taking pictures? Oh, our dearest king. (laughs) Our dearest King Damien. (laughs) Damien King himself. He's taking pictures of this entire altercation. Yes. So We stand a king. Yes. Um, So while Kane is doing all these favors so that he can get Trejo to arrest Damien on poll day and save his precious election uh, by having Damien held responsible for the murders that happened 10 years ago. Um, Damien's actually also getting these blackmail pictures. There is so much blackmail and manipulation going on at every turn. It is quite a lot. <laughs> and a lot to keep track It's of. a lot. But um, it yeah. So there's more sex there's more bonding between Eden and Damien. Yes, of course. That's when they think they have the three. That's too. when we bring Joffrey in. Joffrey, who's a very good servant and is very. I mean, eager no, to be literally, there. his role is the butler. He is no, he's not the, the butler. butler. He is a servant. Oh, like he's God. the butler. I don't but know he if I like that. I'd rather him be the he butler. He calls him my servants. Like my oh, servants my will take care of you. I don't like you. that. But you see, his like he is totally dedicated to Damien. You see, he, he was living on his little tropical island. What? They were lived on an island somewhere, and a horrible storm came through. Because remember, Damien had to live like out of country. Savior complex. Uh, yes. So a storm came through. Everyone but Joffrey or Jeffrey um, died, at, and of his family, and he was like kind of left, like, lying on the street trying to recover from this hurricane, and he asked for money, for food from Damien. Damien's like, how about I give you a job? And uh, Joffrey's like, yes, so he is super dedicated to him because he saved his life. So, to quote Monty Python. (laughs) Oh, okay. You are so great. So absolutely huge. Gosh, we're all really impressed down here, I can tell you. (laughs) know that quote? I love the, Monty one of the Python. best quotes from Monty Python where they're talking. I can't even like describe the scene, but they're they're describing, you know, like it's it's um God, when is is it from the Holy Grail? I don't know. I it can't be don't. from the Holy Grail. I'm oh no, you would know intensely familiar Grail. with the Holy Grail. <laughs> Was it from Life of Brian? I don't know. Anyway, it's from one of those, but they're like, oh God, you are so great. So absolutely huge. Gosh, we're all really impressed down here, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. I like it. We're going like to look it, it up. A lot. We'll look it up after. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like Damien's like so great because he, you know, he's he's a savior. But Joffrey does have an allegiance to him and they end up having a threesome with Eden. It's beautiful. It's tender. Yeah. It does genuinely seem like enjoyable for all parties. And like I was there for it. I was like, okay, that's really great. And what was so what I loved about Eden's kind of point of view was she's like, I don't know whether I'll like things or not unless I try them. And one of her things was like, she kind of has a jealousy streak. She doesn't like seeing Damien show mm-hmm. attention to other women or other women acting like they have any sort of claim on him. Um, so I do think it was safe to start yeah. with a um, two swords 
one hilt kind of a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, and he was just so eager and happy to be there and be part of it. Yes. Which was good. It, even though he was in a servant dynamic, he was definitely consenting. He was. He uh, absolutely. Um, sorry, I was fighting the Monty Python scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. We need that ready. Ready to spice things up in the bedroom? Treat yourself to a pair of exceptional leather restraints and collars from Leather Etc. Whether you've been getting kinky for years or are just looking for something fun to bring into your relationship, Leather Etc. has what you're looking for. Don't let low-quality gear ruin the mood. Chafing, sharp edges, and broken hardware are distractions that you don't want in the bedroom. Nope. A high-quality set of gear lets you get lost in the moment. You can struggle all you want in their restraints. They use high-quality hardware that's virtually unbreakable. (laughs) (laughs) When you bring something into the bedroom, it can be heartbreaking when it breaks. It really can. (laughs) You want something that can become a part of your intimacy for years to come. When properly cared for, Leather Etc.'s gear will last you a lifetime. Much of their gear features no metal on the wearer's skin, and this means it won't cause discomfort and is better for subs with nickel allergies. Like you. Like me. (laughs) 95% of restraints and collars made by Leather Etc. are handmade in San Francisco by a staff with over 200 years. That's a lot of years. uh, Combined experience. They're like fairies. I know. (laughs) They've been doing this a long time. They start with the highest quality leather hide and stitch it together by hand using techniques learned from over 35 years of being in the business. That's why their gear is the highest quality you'll find anywhere. Yes. So what are you waiting for? Visit leatheretcetera.com today and grab a pair of handcuffs or maybe a collar from Leather Etc. and see the difference quality gear can make. I already grabbed a sweet day color that I absolutely adore, and they also have a great selection of sensory toys that I started to explore. So awesome! Go check it out, and uh, don't forget to use our code Bodice Ripper at checkout for ten percent off on top of free shipping on orders over fifty dollars. That's code B O D I C E R I P P E R. Did I spell that right? Yeah, <laughs> for ten percent off as well as free shipping. For orders over $50, okay? Leather, etc. Made with love, for love, since 1985. Just like you. I'm a year older. <laughs> Oops, I'm sorry. I know how old I'm you old. are. I'm just close, very close. Sorry for dating you. <laughs> Go buy some toys. Go buy them now. It's from Monty Python's The Meaning of Life, and I, that's... I, I love that movie. I haven't seen it as many times as I have the others. Okay. But so good. The point is that this was a beautiful threesome. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically, the the run is happening for Mayor. There's lots of craziness going on as far as people blackmailing Everywhere they decide they're gonna have another masquerade ball. These people can't get enough of the masquerade balls. No, and during this masquerade ball, uh, Eden and Damien are planning their ultimate takedown of Kane. Hell yeah. Like, 
Eden is telling him that, oh, I found stuff that he's going to blackmail you with, so you need to come with me because I don't know how to delete it. So you need to come down with me to his office uh, so you she can do Kane it. This, she right? tells Cain this. She tells that to Cain. Yeah, she tells to Cain. She's, 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 she's double-crossing Cain. Yes. By saying, I'm going to bring you to the evidence, and Cain is dumb, so he believes her. He believes her. He, he still believes that... Like, the way, how broken he had her, mm. that she can't possibly be out from under his thumb. But she, he has no idea that she's been empowered by By King. the cock. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say by Damien's fabulous cock. You, you um, said it. You, you said it fine. <laughs> so, it is the night. He is lured down. They get him all tied up to really have it out and be like, yeah, they hey. They him down there. They tie him up. They're like, it's over. It's over. And it was interesting. Right before this happened, Damien, when he was connecting with Eden, it sounded like he was kind of seeing things as like, they're a little bit final and I'm not going to see you after this, even though I love you. That's because Damien, unfortunately, is like, no matter what, Eden is kind of a piece in this. Like, I will sacrifice her in order to fucking fuck Kane over. Well, it's not even sacrificing her at this point. I think it's more like he is sacrificing any right that he has to a relationship with her. He's like, she needs to get out of this unscathed and... Kane and I are going down in flames. Mm. Um, so he even sets it up. He sets it up so that she has a flight uh, to Spain, giving her $25 million. And he Don't just you plans wish. to go down in flames. <laughs> Imagine. Don't you wish. Imagine it. Like, sorry, baby. I can't <laughs> go on anymore. But I've got you a flight to Spain in 25 mil. What would you do? I mean... I you can meet a l- new people, I'm sure. Rachel, had, <laughs> Rachel enjoyed herself to this book. I enjoyed myself to this book. <laughs> Anyways, so they kind of get him all tied up, and here's the final showdown. And what you thought you knew before, you didn't even know. There were <sighs> there were hints that were dropped. There was a point where Damien mentioned like. One that Kane had killed one more person than you were aware of mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but the way this plays out, we find out that Kane also killed Karen, who <gasps> is her mother. Well, her well, who quote is unquote mother. The quote unquote mother of Eden. And like this is a shock, but basically um he kind of arranged for her to have her car accident. He wanted to stop her from her... Like, he... Kane really hated the way that he treated... That she treated Eden. And honestly didn't want to have this dead weight of this arrangement that he had. Um, So he killed her. And so that was like a blow. Like, Eden's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, but not just that. Oh no, I have suspicions that Mrs. Miller, the teacher, wasn't killed. Christy, Christy, Christy the teacher. That the him, teacher. And, him and Damon used to fuck when high school. She wasn't killed by her husband. She was killed by you, Kane. And Kane admits, like, oh, yes, it was me. So he didn't just kill his brother and father, but it 
wasn't the husband that beat Christy to death and shot himself. He actually went and shot the husband in front of Christy and then beat Christy to death so that he could tie up all the loose ends. So we thought he'd killed a few pe- he'd killed four people, four people back in the past. And then we get a new flashback to the past of Damien connecting with Christy where she pours out her heart and soul to Damien about how she had had a daughter. <gasps> Fuck. Oh, Guess no. what, dear listener? Do you know who that daughter is? It was Eden. It's Eden. Eden. But wait, who's the father? It's the... It's the no. No. It's the abusive husband wasn't the father. Uh, the father was actually Christie's professor back in college, who was married, who freaked out when he found out that she was pregnant. She had a lot going on. Yeah, she did. And she went, like, she couldn't, she went to her family first, but they were really religious, and so they basically shunned her. So she went to her lesbian cousin, who had already been shunned by the religious family, Mm -hmm. to be like, ah, this is what's going on with me. Go with me to get an abortion. And so... That cousin was Karen, the mother. Eden's quote-unquote mother. Yeah. She ended up being Eden's mother. Yes. Because I guess the abortion didn't happen. So, yeah, Christy couldn't go through with it. She couldn't go through with an abortion. And so then Karen was like, well, I'll adopt her from you, and then you'll still be able to stay connected with her. In the state that they were in, they're, they're able to do those, like, closed adoptions sort of things. And so... Christy had her child, and she actually had a rough birth and had to stay an extra day, but the child was healthy enough that she could go home with the cousin, and she's like, okay, like, you can go home with her, and I'll see you when I get out, and then when Christy went to go, like, meet up with her cousin afterwards, she got, after she got out of the hospital, her cousin Karen was gone in the wind. Like, she couldn't find her. She completely disappeared with her child. And she was always intending to adopt her to her, but then, like, Karen fed her these lines of, like, oh, you'll always be in her life. and um, But she did not do that. She took the child and ran. So. <sighs> it's sad. So sad. Christy then had, through life's twists and turns, ended up in Black Hollow, where she saw her cousin with a young little girl, this beautiful, blonde little girl that was perfection. And so she's like, I know she's here. Um, I haven't, like, approached them yet, but, like, my daughter is here. And so that's why she stayed there, even despite not being super happy. Yes. And she, that's when she, like, showed the ring to Damien, the opal ring. And she talked about how like the opal was like the birthstone for someone in October and it was good luck. And that's the ring that Damien gave to her as her engagement ring. And so there were certain aspects of this that Damien didn't know for sure. He needed things confirmed by Kane. Kane also realized that Eden was Christie's child, and he had this weird, sick sort of, like, attachment to the idea of, like, this person that he had degraded and murdered previously, like, having the pure version 
of her. Oh, my God. It was gross. (laughs) Um, You're right. And this was a lot for Eden, obviously. It kind of threw a little bit of a tizzy. She wasn't expecting this. And, like, Damien was of this idea that she cannot possibly forgive me for this. It's not possible. And um, it all kind of played out. There was a lot of dangling of a penis into a what? fish tank where it could be <laughs> nibbled upon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that! <laughs> as a way of torture uh. to get this all to come out. And right as, like, things were coming to a head, suddenly the governor was dying upstairs at the party. And so Damien had to go to that. And he kind of took Eden out of the room and he's like, she kept saying to him, I love you. And he refused to say, I love you back because he really was like, I'm going down in flames with Kane and I can't do this with you. (laughs) Even though I love you, he won't tell her. Um, and so he kind of leaves to go up to handle the situation. And Eden says, she's just going to go like grab her dress from the room where Kane is. And then we see from Kane's point of view, her coming into the room and Kane really laying it on. He knows this is the only way he can get out of here is if Eden is the one that like kind of sets him free and he has yeah. to get her to believe that he loves her, believe that he wants to be with her. At the same time, he's like saying all these horrible things about how she's like dirty and oh, tainted. I remember, yes. Oh, it's hideous. Oh my God, Ashley, I love the way you write. <laughs> so good. Um, and... Like, from Kane's perspective, we do see Eden, like, believe him and free him and go home with him. And then he's, like, of this situ- like this point of view where he's going to fuck her and then he's going to murder her dead. Oh, yeah. This is going to be his end for Murder Eden her dead. Because she is no longer of use to him. She is dirty. And he thinks that's going to happen. He does. Cain thinks he's going to murder her dead, so he comes to the house, and it's a Home Alone type situation, because, like, she's got some traps. She's got some traps up her sleeves. She's got a honeypot that's a good trap. He pees in it, uh, but then she stabs him dead. (laughs) (laughs) She stabs Cain dead. And to be honest with you, like, you might be thinking, like, as you read this book, that it's, it's really ultimately up to... Damien to get that revenge, but truly, I think it was poetic that mm-hmm. Eden was the one who stabbed him dead. Yeah, she took back the power. Like, and then she heard Damien house on fire. Well, yeah, no, 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 he lit it. So, oh, right, she right, right. stabbed him dead, and then she ran. Um, Damien handles the issues, comes down to f- his little basement office to kind of finish things, and no one's there, and he's like, "Oh fuck." He goes to the house, to Kane's house, and that's where he finds Kane dead with the knife that he had given to Eden in his gut. Um, and so he kind of pours the whiskey all over him, takes the candles, lights a fire. Uh, he had taken the knife out and put his fingerprints on it and left it at the front door so that he'll be the one to take the fall. Instead of Eden. Instead of Eden. Like, it's... Because he loves her. There's so much to these books. Like, he is like, you're not going to take the fall. I'm going to take the fall for you. Yeah. And so, 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 
Um, then he has to find Eden, obviously, who is in a uh, cemetery crying over who she now knows who hurts her real mother, Christie's grave. Um, and he kind of collects her and takes her away and, like, gives some sweet lovings, ultimately knowing... And he will tell her he loves her now. He's like, I'll tell... Like, I love you, I love you. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Even at this point, he doesn't tell her because he still knows he's sacrificing himself. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to, like, add that extra element of her knowing that he loves her. Um, And so he, like, kind of collects her there, gives her a good fuck, um, (laughs) disappears in the middle of the night because he gets arrested. And then so Eden's like, Hells no. I love him. I'm saving him. She gets dressed up to the nines, goes to the police precinct with her pictures of the chief uh, oh, putting his bits. She, she found the pictures. Like, remember, Damien took, he collected data and video of Kane and the police chief Trejo messing around. And so she goes in there with all the power to chief Trejo. And she's like, I got this. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to lose that knife that you have with fingerprints on it. And you're just going to make this all go away. So she's using the same weapons that have been used against her for sure. Because now she's saying, I have the power. Uh, yeah, she took the power back card, which was great. It was yeah. great to have Eden really, like, taking that and embracing it. And I think part of what made that possible was how Damien kept telling her, like, you are capable. You are amazing. You don't need anything. Even when he was, like, trying to sacrifice himself and send her away to Spain with $25 million, he was like, nice. you are amazing. You can do this. You don't need me there with We you. stand a king. Yes, if you're going to fucking break my heart, do it with a fucking one-way ticket to Spain and $25 million. <laughs> That's all I'm that saying. <laughs> if you don't have $25 million in a one-way ticket, I don't want to hear it. I'm not here for it. I'm no longer matching energy. I'm no longer taking <laughs> questions. <laughs> Yes. So uh, she gets him out. He comes out and she like prepares this whole speech to be like, you love me. I love you. Like I'm in control. And he kind of cuts her short and he's just like, I love you. I fucking love you. Okay. It's real. I love you. And they decide to live happily ever oh after. And don't they have like a cute little scene where he chases her around a pool or something? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like it was okay. an epilogue. Uh, you know these. We know you, we we have our Jessica, epilogue after Jessica Kane. We how, have our epilogues. How long does it need to be for an epilogue? Five years. Always five years later. Because they need to be twenty three. And <laughs> well, t- they need to be. Tw- and I think the other thing is like there's a certain thing in relationships of that five year mark. They talk about the seven-year itch, but eh, I think there's a weird five-year mark. In romance land. In romance land and in real life where relationships can either fall apart or be real. Um, And so five years later, she's like at a pool or whatnot. It's her pool. It's her pool. Damien has been on a trip. He comes (laughs) back. She has headphones on and he just kind of like assaults her from behind but in like, the best way possible. Yeah, not like, and no, it's not, it's 
Rachel, it's not like an assault. It's a sexy it's, assault. It's a sexy, <laughs> he's a come upon. He's a comes upon her. He comes her upon and, her, like, forcefully covers her mouth and, like, well, restrains you know. her. And she's just like, oh, and then he's like, she's like, my husband is coming back soon. He's like, oh, is he? <laughs> it's really sexy. I know, I know. This first time play. I, I, like, read the scene, I'm like, oh, who's this? I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Damien. Yeah, that's right. And what I especially appreciate about this epilogue is that there's no children running right, along. Right. There was no she's, pregnant belly. She's not like, she's not like good and round. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she's like, I'm just a 23 year old and we're having hot sex. Yeah. I'm here for I'm it. I'm here for it so hard. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was very, I was very into that. And yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful little ending. They're happy. And he's just like, Hey, like Mrs. King, you know, and like mm-hmm. she's, they're happy. Yeah. They're just happy. I like, like that's it. The, the happy ending is not that they procreated and that they have like all these things. Or he's the president of the United States. They're no. just a happy couple and they have a pool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do prefer a jacuzzi to a pool, but I'm, I'm sure here they for have it. A jacuzzi. They have both, you guys. They have both. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's literally like. It's not the same as, you know, our Jessica novels where, like, maybe they have sex on webcam or something. But, like, no. It's, he's just like, hey, we're happy. And she's like, you know what? We are. And, like, that's all these people ever wanted is they wanted to be themselves. And Damien always was his self. Yes. But I think part of his journey was, like, getting away from that Mm self-hatred, that belief that he was just as evil as Cain when he clearly wasn't. He clearly cared about other people in his yes. life. Yes. Asshole with a heart of gold. He's an asshole with a heart, heart of gold. gold. Yes. <laughs> oh, Ashley Jade, good job. Good job. I think we might end up splitting this into two parts. Because really? it's two hours long. <laughs> It's an extravaganza. So, I mean, it'll be the extravaganza of part one and part two. Okay. (laughs) I think it'll work out fine. I think it'll be fine. You split it however you want. But, like, thank you so much for listening. I feel like, yes, this was a lot of information, but, like, I really, I really enjoyed these books. I really encourage you to go check out the Devil Duology and check out the other tarot books. I'm going to do it. I want to check out, like, the Empress books. That's yeah, we like a good empress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming to listen. We hope that you enjoyed it. We are sorry that we've been away for so long, and we hope to make more soon because we really love doing these. We oh, love no. doing these. <laughs> it's fun, even though we have to read a whole book to do it. Next, you know what's so, going to happen soon is I'm going to read you Punk 57. And I'm going to read you The Seven Sins of Snow White. Yes. <laughs> so um, one thing that we found that we're <laughs> going to be trying going forward is when we're both reading the same books and trying to keep on the same schedule, it can be so hard to read an entire book before you then life. come together to talk about it. Because life, some of us are moving across state. Some of us are traveling across the United States. It gets chaotic. Um, so what we have decided is, because we're always reading these books anyways, is that we'll probably do some interesting experimenting 
quilting where like I read a book and then present it to Jesse, be like, this is present what I read. Them. Yes. And have a fun discussion about it. And then Jesse reads one and presents it to me and we can talk about all the interesting things. Um, so it might just be a little bit of a different format, but hopefully something that allows us to bring you more content. Exactly. So I really want to read to you Penelope Douglas's Punk 57, which is a fucking jam. (laughs) It's real good, really enjoyable. Um, And yes, for me, there was definitely the Seven Sins of Snow White, which is a very erotic version of Snow White, where the dwarves are vampires and the seven deadly sins. <laughs> like, oh, hell yeah. It is a ride, y'all. I also read um, Payback's A Witch, which was really sweet. Yes. Oh, I want to read that And I one. would love to tell you about that. I think you'll enjoy it. But we have a good amount of things, and maybe you'll tell me about the Den of Vipers. I'm, I've only made it part <laughs> way through that. It's, it's, it's a lot, you guys. <laughs> Vipers. I have read that one, and I will <laughs> gladly read it to you. Um, I think I've also read... Um, um, well, we can also. Oh, talk about we're going to talk about neon gods. We're we ha- talking about neon gods. It, by it's Katie a Roberts. problem. The amount of Penel- uh, Penelope, not Penelope, Persephone, Persephone and Hades stories that we've read. Because I have read Receiver of Many by mm. Rachel Alexander. You also read The Destroyer of Light. Well, only eighteen percent. Oh, okay. So I haven't quite made it. But it's it's beautiful. But yes, I would. I would read it. Yeah, and I read A Touch of Darkness. Did you read A Touch of Darkness? Of course I did. I don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. I might have returned it already. I think it's Kindle Unlimited. But yeah, I did. Um But we love doing this for you guys. We do. Definitely, I mean, hoping to be releasing some things a little bit more often. Definitely welcome you reaching out, letting us know what you're interested in um, because we want to review review those to you. Um, also, a quick plug, if you're interested in any sort of true crimey cult things, I also am on a podcast called Once Upon a Cult, uh, which is really fun with my friends Sean and Alan, where we talk about cults and... <laughs> cults! Cults! And we had a fun, weird, enjoyable Christmas episode that we did together. Oh, God! Oh, that's <laughs> right! We did, like, so a murder fun. mystery thing with everyone which was uh put here on our channel as well so hopefully that was just a little bit of fun for you guys because we definitely had a lot of fun doing it it was ridiculously fun (laughs) i had fun it was ridiculously fun oh but yeah we hope you have a great wonderful day yeah who knows when this is coming out so let's not specify no we're being vague and thank you for listening to a real bodice ripper Thank you for listening to A Real Bodice Ripper. Intro, outro, trailer music is Air by D. Yan Ki. You can find us and talk to us at the following. Instagram at A Real Bodice Ripper. Twitter at A-R-B-R Podcast. Or email us at arealbodiceripper at gmail.com. Take a care. And many felicitations upon your household. Bye.